106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Just finished up with Fix It Radio. We appreciate everybody that uh, calls in and comments and has questions and all that. We do appreciate that very much. Myself, Jeff Corwin, today running Drive Radio. So any questions you've got for us on the automotive side of the fence, we're here for you. Again, 303-477-5600. Now, how's Jeff? Oh, doing pretty good. Finally waking up after having some coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You've been up anyways. I know you. Yeah, I know I've been up. All right, we got a question. By the way, you can call us, give us whatever questions you've got. You can email us a question, text us a question, or call us with a question. Let me give you those numbers again. By the way, if it's Saturday, if it's Sunday morning, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it, but you cannot call in because there's nobody here to answer that call because you're listening to our Saturday program that is live, replayed on Sunday. Here's how you get a hold of us. 303-477-5600. That's our studio line. You can text us at 307 200 8222 again 307 200 8222 or go right to the website drive dash hyphen dive drive hyphen radio.com drive dash radio.com send us a message there so here's our first question i've got the question of the day i'll mention in a minute but let's answer this one i have an 05 chevy 2500 duramax so diesel and it's lost two to three miles a gallon running around town just returned from missouri pulling a 4500 pound travel trailer Got six to seven miles to the gallon, which, by the way, is really bad for that Duramax. Even pulling a trailer, it should at least be up in that 10, 12 mile to the gallon range. So it hasn't just dropped two to three miles. Well, he's saying two to three miles uh, running around town. It's lost a whole lot more than that pulling. So, yeah, there's definitely something wrong. Thoughts? That's a good one. Um, I don't know a ton about the Duramaxes. So. It's got to be overfueling somehow. So first question I would have. Uh, and this is Jim. Jim, if you're listening, you can call in, by the way, or, or send me a, an email back. My gut feeling is there's black smoke coming out somewhere. Now, it's an 05, so it's going to have some emission stuff on it that's going to eliminate it, a little bit of, of that, of that uh, black smoke coming out. But if it's getting that poor a mileage, I, I guarantee you it's got some black smoke coming out somewhere. I mean, we've got some cover the basics, go over, see, make sure the air filter's not restricted. They usually have, the diesels usually have that little uh, vacuum gauge thing on it. Tells you, yep. Yep. Um... After towing like that, I don't know if he ever was running a hot tune, but I know that hot tunes and uh, EGTs can damage the impellers on the turbo. Well said. So, so several things to, to look at there, Jim. And, again, I need a little more information. Is it blowing black smoke? That would be the first thing that I would need to know personally just to kind of know what's going on. I guess also I want to know what's the power like on the vehicle. Is it up? Is it down? Is it the same? Uh, but typically on, on a diesel, yeah, to Jeff's point, there's things that are going on there that you need to be sure of uh, that you don't have any issues with. But typically, that, as you know, that vehicle will do better than that uh, mileage-wise. So, yep, if you've lost mileage, there's definitely something going on. It's overfueling would be my first guess, and we need to figure out what's going on there as to why. All right, question of the day. Okay, 
This is a good question of the day, by the way. Thank you, Darby, for helping us with this. What would you tell people to change in their driving habits? And second part of that question, if you knew now about driving or, you know, what you know now about driving, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Ooh, Two questions. Good ones. What would you tell people to change in their driving habits? And then on top of that, if you knew, you know, if you knew back then when you were 16 what you know now, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Now that you've driven a lot of, a lot of cases, some of you have driven for 20-plus years now, and some of us way more than that. In my case, you know, some 40 years I've been, I've been driving, you know, uh, maybe not legally when I was first. But, you know, I, you know, I drove a lot of places, country roads and around the shop and different things like that. So I've been driving for a very long time. Uh, but what would you tell your 16-year-old self? If you were able to do so, that's a good one. 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. Jeff Corman again with me from JC's British and 4x4. And for a lot of you listening, you may think, British, well, I'm driving a Jeep. How can Jeff help me? Jeff can still help you. Oh, yeah. We'll, tackle, we'll tackle a lot of other brands. You can handle that, right? Yeah. Especially on the you know, off-road side of the fence where you're looking to buy you know, lift kits, tires, wheels, accessories, uh, racks, uh, wenches, bumpers, all that kind of stuff. Jeff's a dealer for all the different things that I just mentioned across the board, not just for the Land Rover side of the fence, but literally any brand, you name it, he can get a hold of that stuff. Not a problem. That's correct. Yeah. And, you, and you've done several builds along those lines as well, so not a big deal. Yep, doing a couple of those things. We were expanding our crew always, always looking to grow and do new things, learn new stuff. And, uh, we're, you know, we're even doing touching on the newer Jags too because Land Rover and Jaguar have been in bed for a long time. There you and, go. We're taking those on too. I noticed you worked on an old Jag the other day as well. Yeah, we'll work on, we're, you know, every once in a while we'll take on the special projects. Yep. You know, we had a 57 MGA in there, there recently. Yeah, well, I saw that one as well. Yeah. Yep. So. Oh, now the other thing too that Jeff's really big on, for those of you listening, and this is becoming a bigger and bigger, I guess you could call it sport, hobby, whatever you want to call it, but it's called overlanding. And a lot of you have probably seen that term. And with Jeff being here today, I wanted to at least start today's show off and actually asked Jeff to explain to a lot of you listening, because a lot of you have seen that, and you think, overlanding, overlanding, what, 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 is, what, what is it even? I mean, I think a lot of folks might know what it is, but Jeff, describe or tell people what overlanding is and then what you guys do at JC's when it comes to that. Sure. So the best way I can describe it is it's, it's extended travel off-road. Okay. is really the simplest way to explain it. You Where know? you camp and do things along the way Correct. as well. Correct, and you're pretty much doing it all out of your vehicle. So you're okay. you're creating a mobile home, if you will, okay. out of a, a vehicle that's a not the size of a mobile home. Gotcha. Although some of them are. Um, it depends and, on how big and fancy you want to get, yes, right? Yes, yes, there but are you can, some huge but, ones. But to everybody listening really quick, you can do this on a very small scale. Absolutely. And keep it very simple and kind of rough it, if you would. Mm -hmm. Or you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. And have the luxury apartment rolling down overlanding, right? Absolutely. And and overlanding in general, you're dealing with, you know, um, backcountry dirt roads. You're not necessarily dealing with the, the hardcore rock crawling like you see with going the, to Moab and going up, you know, you know some of the, the slick rock that's right, there. It's exactly. Like, well, you're traveling someplace. But you're traveling. And it's usually, you know, most people take, you know, weekends, extended weekends, you know, year-long trips. All depends on what you want to do. And gotcha. it's everything from, it really is everything. You know, we, our, my father-in-law drives a Nissan Xterra, has basically nothing on it, but for months at a time, he basically lives out of the back of his truck because he wants to see the country. Well, technically, that would fall under overland. Yeah, it would, actually. And then you get the guys that have, you know, it's a, a usually four-wheel drive-based 
um, monster truck, if you will. You know, like yep. a, it's they yeah, look like motorhomes or something. Really big ones. Yeah. Uh, um, Earth Roamer makes some yep. really really yep. high end ones, and you'll you'll guys see the guys that travel the world or you know go. I from was just going to say, is that really England where a lot South of this started from? Is when like the old turtle wax. Isn't that kind of the first real publicized over, overlander was the old Turtle Wax Mobile where it would go all over the world doing what you're talking about? It could be. Could kind be. of what I really mean, brought, brought its claim, if you would. A lot of it is really just the publication or, or, or the awareness of a lifestyle that's existed since motorized vehicles existed. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this wasn't anything that no, just got invented. No, it's just becoming no. now, especially with COVID. I've noticed that it's becoming a lot, and I mean, folks, a lot more popular now than it was even a year ago. Right. Well, rather than taking a cruise or flying somewhere, people are investing in a, in a vehicle that they maybe already own or they buy a vehicle for it and they, and they do a family trip. You don't have to you know, put yourself out with you know, uh, high population areas. You can travel to remote areas and you still have your family trips and you see sp special sites that you would never see otherwise. Correct. You know, and enjoy that time. Yeah, it's really again, folks. For those of you listening, it's an it's a here's what I would call it. It's a new name for what a lot of us used to do back in the day, anyways, on a regular basis. Even a lot of you guys that are hunting, if some of you that maybe go hunting in different areas throughout a you know ten or fourteen day period, well, guess what you just did? Pretty you much. were overlanding for that period of time, traveling through different places you know, camping and doing whatever it was you were doing along the way. But essentially, and a lot of you guys that do fishing trips and things along those lines, it's essentially the same thing. You're I, just not calling it that. Yeah, I think one aspect of it that's probably a little bit different than, um, you know, a, a hunting group type thing is probably the fact that you're typically going to new places that you haven't gone Good to point. before to see and experience new things. Good point. Uh, I just thought about it j just a second ago. I think the original overlanders in the U.S. were the wagon trains and 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 the people that yeah. you know moved cross well, country right. just because. Yeah, well you know, said. Well, I want to I want a new opportunity. So boom, you're you're up and moving the family in a wagon train. Good point. So again, uh, Jeff can do a lot of things for you at JC's British and Four by Four. Bottom line for us today, though, we want to answer questions. Anything you've got going on, give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. As a side note, too, we will be on remote next week and as always we have special things going on when we're on remote so if there's something that you want to call and chat about today today is a great day to do that not that we can't take those calls next week but we will be on remote we'll be down in colorado springs at the novus location and you can find those locations by the way all of our novus locations at drive-radio.com just click on the novus link and you'll find them we're going to be down with bill next saturday at the novus location in colorado springs so if you want to stop by and say hi if you're down in the southern part of the state and you want to come in and say hi we're going to have everything from food drinks door prizes you name it it'll all be there and i really appreciate you know, Bill uh, inviting us down and letting us hang out with him. But we're going to do that next weekend, next Saturday as well. So in the meantime, give us a call. We'll be right back. The question of the day, what would you tell people to change in their driving habits? And if you could tell your 16-year-old self about driving back then, what would you tell yourself after knowing everything you know today? 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, 
you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. P-R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Jeff Corwin from JC's British and 4x4 over in the Inglewood area. Jeff from Western Montana joining us now. Jeff, welcome. How are you, sir? I am better than I deserve. How about yourself? It's good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, quick question, a comment. Um, 
I've heard you mention the uh, garage floor mats before. Yes. And I'm looking at getting those, but they, they seem to come in two kinds, the absorbent kind and then the containment kind. Yeah, just use the and, containment uh, kind. That's what I was thinking. The absorbent with uh, salt and everything might be pretty hard to get everything out of. Yeah, yeah. the containment ones, what they do, for everybody listening, what Jeff's talking about is a garage mat that fits under the vehicle. So you actually pull the vehicle onto the top of the mat so that if you're somebody that's fortunate enough to be able to park inside of a garage in the winter months, everything from the vehicle, all the road grime, the, the junk, the dirt, the salt, the the extra snow even that could actually be on there. It all runs onto the mat, doesn't run all over the garage, doesn't get the garage filthy dirty. The mat really gets filthy dirty, Jeff. But then what you do is when you get a little bit of nice warmer weather, you just slide the mat out of the garage a little bit, you squeegee the thing off or even hose it off if you want, you slide it back in and you're ready to go. Yep. Okay. They work great. And, and by the way, as a side note, they make those containment mats for as little, I've seen them as little as you know, 100 bucks a mat all the way up to three or 400 And let me just give you a little tip. On owning both ends of that spectrum, there's not an ounce of difference. I haven't seen any difference in buying the cheap $100 ones, Jeff, to the ones that are 300 bucks. And uh, it, because, you know, they're all made out of a really heavy, thick vinyl material that they, you know, they basically um, uh, heat seam the, the foam edge around it where it kind of gives it a lip where you can still drive in and out of it. And I've not seen any difference in any of those as far as price goes. So buy, as long as it's the right size, you know, just buy the cheapest one you can. That's good to know. I have not seen an yeah. ounce of difference. I, I really, and here's what I did as a test, just for everybody listening. <clears throat> in my regular garage, I've got a couple of the higher quality mats that I park on. And I've got my plow truck that I keep out in my shop. And I honestly, Jeff, I got sick of, you know, plowing snow, coming back in. The truck would be all filthy from plowing snow. I'd pull it in the shop. It would drip. It'd drip all over everywhere. And I'm like, what? Why am I doing this? They make a product that would keep me from dinking with that. So I bought a big, the biggest mat I could find to go underneath my truck. And I bought the cheapest one I could buy because it was so big. And once I got it and laid it out, there's not an ounce of difference between it and the ones I've got in the garage that are higher quality, supposedly. <laughs> Good to know. So to I, know. I, I can't see that there's any difference. Just buy whatever you can. Because here's my thought process on that as well. I'm guessing, Jeff, I'm going to get probably seven to ten years just kind of looking at these things and you know, how they're made and so on, and the fact that you're driving in and out. I also, to save on these, I don't use them in the summertime. So once I know we're kind of out of the winter months, I, I wash them all off, pull them out, go store them out in the shop, and then I'll pull them back out here in another probably three, four weeks, stick them back in the garage. So I'm only using them, you know, half of the year, but I figure I'll get a good seven to ten years out of those, which if you do the math and you pay 150 bucks even for a mat, that's not a bad price to keep crap out of the garage. No, and for those of us of a certain age, uh, that may be our rest of our life expectancy. Well, you know, in my case, <laughs> uh, could very well be to the point where you're not driving much more any longer after that. And but yeah, and, and I've seen the absorbent ones that you're talking about. And no, do not buy, just buy the what I would call the the big vinyl mats. Uh, and by the way, I'm looking on Amazon right now. There's a brand called Auto Floor Guard. By the way which is about mm -hmm. as cheap as the, as, as the ones that I've seen. There's one on here that's a 8 by 16, or sorry, 7, 9 by 16 for 140 bucks. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, would fit most cars for all of you listening. Because a lot of you also think, well, how, how long of a match should I get? Measure your car. If you're thinking about, well, you know, I have different cars that I park on it. Well, they make anything from like a 16, 18, and I think, well, I think all the way down to 14 even. It's like from 14 to 20 foot long. They're all about that 7, 9, 8 foot roughly width anyways. Yeah. 
And I, I want to give you guys kudos, too. I called in last week about the uh, my sport track. And yes. The noise and everything. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I took it to the Napa guy in a town about 15 miles, well, about 20 miles from our house. And uh, he took a look at the transfer It was fine. And then he went back to the rear differential and found milky fluid and metals and all sorts of things there. So apparently okay. a bearing job that was done back there, rebuilt. Yep, wasn't done right. Redone again. Yeah, and that was kind of the thought we had last week, is rarely do you see a T-case cause the problems that you are running into. And I'm glad you did that, because otherwise you'd have been out. What was what was the price on that, like 2500 bucks or something? Uh, $2,712, okay. which, which he said was lower than what he had expected. So. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so I get, where do you stand now? Are the guys that did the rear end going to fix it, or how are you going to do that part of it? Yeah, I had it towed to their shop. And uh, it's in there. It's supposed, they're supposed to take a look at it Monday. That's another bone of contention that, uh, you know, they've basically had it for two weeks, took a look, said it wasn't. It was a transfer case. Somebody else said, no, it's the diff. So now it's back in their shop. Got there on Wednesday, and now it's not till Monday that we can get it in on the schedule. So gotcha. in terms in terms of customer service, it's a bit disappointing from what I had expected. So. Yeah, those things should should last much longer than that. Somebody didn't, and, and just a side note, just everybody else listening, by the way, and Jeff Corwin can attest to this, uh, there's very few shops across the country. This isn't just even in the Denver area or even your area, Jeff, but there's very few shops across the country that really have technicians that understand how to set up a differential properly, and I mean that sincerely. And Jeff's shaking his head because he agrees. Yeah, well, what, what, talking to the Napa guy here, what it seemed to... Uh, cause the end result is I had a drive line that had gone bad, and I knew that, but they only replaced one of the rear wheel bearings rather than replacing them both. Gotcha. And then about 11 months later, the other wheel bearing went out, um, and so yeah. they replaced that. But now nobody really knows how much metal was inside the axle and all sorts of other things, and so... And that's typically, that's typically why you do, a, at least I used to do it this way. If one bearing went bad, chances of the next one going bad are right there. Typically, you just do them in pairs and call it good. It's one of those situations, though, you, you know, the, the, the technician's like, well, I can't prove it's bad. I don't I want to make the recommendation. I want to I save the customer money, and in the end, it, it, doesn't. it doesn't work out. No, because you're already there. Yeah. The labor's already going. You know, okay. you might as well just go ahead and do the other side. At the end of the day, you're actually saving the customer the most money by doing that. But, to you know, to my Jeff's point here... Uh, Jeff in Montana, yeah, a lot of technicians will want to save that money to the customer. And by the way, that you know, good for them in thinking that way. But unfortunately, and I love technicians dearly, but unfortunately, technicians don't always do what's best money-wise for the customer in the end because they're thinking about today, not a year from now. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what the, uh, the owner-operator of this shop said is, you know, we could do one, but I'm not going to warrant it because I have no idea what's going to happen on the other side. So if you want, basically, if you want the warranty, you got to do both. That way, I know I've taken care of it yep. as well as I can. And yep. if something goes bad, well, then I can stand behind it. There you go. So there you go. And what I, and what I would do for uh, tell my 16 year old self and people today is pretty much basically the same thing. Pay attention. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I. I've been guilty probably more than most of, especially at a young age, of being distracted and not paying attention. I mean, nope. I ripped up tires on rough curbs, you know, ran into another car because uh, I was looking at a pretty girl. 
Um, yeah, I think I think mine would be. I was thinking about this earlier. Jeff Corwin here was. We were talking through the break. So my advice to myself would be, think twice about the things that you're going to do inside of that car before doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah, does, yeah. does that not? That doesn't just apply to driving. That applies to oh, everything. Yeah, think twice about what you're. You know what? That kind of applies to life in general. Jeff yeah. is. You know, think twice about what you're doing in general because typically, if you'll slow down just a little bit, rethink what you're going through, you might change your mind on what you actually do. I was thinking about it a little bit, and I think I would go with um, put aside everything you've ever seen on TV. Uh, look yeah. up some real information about what a real accident looks like. The physics that are involved recognize how things actually truly react yeah, well said. because it's probably going to once again go into that whole think twice situation yeah well said yep yeah. Well, great show, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it, sir, very much. I do. And and by the way, that garage mat topic seems to come up almost every winter. And if some of you want exact links on what I just got done talking about, be sure to let me know. But I will tell you what. As someone that went a long time parking in the garage without them, and then finally having this light bulb in my head go off and think, man, there's got to be a better way to do this. And yeah, Jeff Corwin knows this. I'm a very particular anal kind of a guy. I, I get it. So I like things clean and neat and so on, and just kind of who I am. But I will tell you that the 140 or 50 bucks I just mentioned of what a garage mat actually costs, if you figure out what your time is worth, and you figure out how much time you spend cleaning in the winter months, the garage, or even inside of the house because of the stuff that gets tracked in from having the garage itself be dirty, you know what? The mat becomes a really, really, really good bargain. Not only does it keep everything clean, but it saves you time and money when it's all said and done. So that's my two cents worth. They work. I'll look into it when I finally get around to cleaning my garage out enough to actually use it for cars. You, 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 you need to get right on that. There's these things called dumpsters. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have them dropped off in the driveway, and you just start hucking stuff into it. Oh, God. Well, and it's you, not quite you that. you use the rule of thumb of if I haven't used this in a year, do I need it? Yep, I know. And, that, and you know what? We all, you know. I think that's another suggestion I would give to my 16-year-old self. Oh, yeah. How long do you save things? Well, rule of thumb ought to be, you know, if you haven't used it in a year or even two at the most, if you've got a box in the garage, you look at the writing on it, and you think, I didn't even crack the seal on that in a couple of years. Okay, why are you saving that? Yeah, but I'm bad. I'm bad. I'll look at a box and go, that's a good box. I should keep it. <laughs> and there's another one rolling off the Amazon lot right now as we speak. <laughs> or the warehouse, I should say. Have you seen the, uh, was it the Holden family video for Tub Fire? Oh, no, I have not. Oh, it's not. hilarious. It's all about boxes and, oh. and recycle bins. I it's used to truly be, hilarious. I, I will they're, admit, they're awesome. I will admit, I was, a, I was a box hoarder at one time. Until I started realizing that, why am I doing this, John? They're, they're, they're rolling boxes off an assembly line someplace every second of every day, probably 24-7. Well, you know, when we grew up, you know, you didn't get boxes in the, you know, that held boxes. I mean, we're buying boxes for boxes. Yes, these we days. buy boxes, the whole boxes, the whole boxes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, sometimes there'll be three boxes in the box when it's all said and done. Well, and especially now with shipping, you'll yes. you'll order like, you know, a piece of chewing gum, and it'll come in the box that you could put a person in. That's exactly right. So again, knowing all of that, <laughs> yes. Why why go. do we save boxes anyway? Just a side <laughs> note, and and I, I you know I get a lot of us do those things, but. Uh, and because here's the other thing too, by the way, 
A lot of folks, well, what if I move someday? I'm going to save those boxes. Okay, well, first of all, when you move, you want uniform boxes that fit in the trailer or the truck or whatever, much better than a bunch of miscellaneous Amazon boxes anyway. So the reality is you're probably not going to reuse them for what you're thinking you're going to reuse them for yeah. anyway. So just yeah. toss them. And if you want a box, go to any business that receives shipments oh, and all they'll the time. give them to you. Yeah. They'll hand them to you. Take Please my, take these. Take my trash. Yes, exactly. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Mistakes happen. Auto repair shops prove their mettle when something goes wrong. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker recognizes that mistakes happen. They're committed to doing what they say, even when that means replacing a failed part for free or honoring the original price they quoted a customer despite unexpected issues. They hear all the time from their loyal customers, that's what keeps them coming back because of how the entire team responds when something goes wrong. The techs at Extreme Auto level with you, following through to fix the problem. They don't just replace parts, they repair vehicles. It's that same degree of integrity that keeps their employees around long-term too. The average Extreme Auto technician has 16 plus years of experience and they stick around because they share the same commitment when something goes wrong. We do what we say. No arguments, no excuses. Just apologize and work to make it right. KLZradio.com slash extreme promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. 
A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. By the way, Al Smith, who's a great sponsor of ours a moment ago, if you're somebody looking for some financial advice and you're looking for that retirement edge, what are you going to do? How are you going to make things happen? Am I going to have enough money to get to retirement and all that? Yeah, please give Al a call. He would love to help you. He's got a great heart for people and really helping them not only get to retirement, but stay there and know their purpose once they're there. A lot of people get to retirement and are miserable. Al wants to make sure that that's not you, and he's just a great guy. So call him. He's just a fabulous guy. Eric in Denver, what's going on, sir? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, just, just a quick comment here. The whole, uh, if you haven't used it in a year, throw it away. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, that can backfire if you use it at the wrong time. <laughs> As in? <laughs> Um, so here about a year ago, the wife and I were doing some house cleaning and getting through, going through some stuff. And I made a co- random comment about, uh, some clothes that she will, will never well, fit in. Eric, I, what I said doesn't apply to women. <laughs> oh, well, okay, well. <laughs> that, that's well, just was, for us guys, Eric. That doesn't apply to them. Oh, well, they'll tell us, though. No, no, no. no, 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 no. They'll tell us what we need to get rid of. Yeah, but it doesn't apply to them. (laughs) It doesn't apply to their stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it it was was something where I had mentioned some clothes that she would never fit into again. Oh, no. You told her her because they were too baggy, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. Good, Eric. Good. Good move. Good move. To to an extent, I am smart. Um, Anyhow, I pointed this out, and to which... Uh, about two hours later, I was out in the garage doing something. She came out, and she says, you know, you don't use all of these tools anymore. Maybe you should get rid of that. Oh, touche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, ate crow, I ate crow and apologized. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. let those things backfire on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've had that same mistake when it comes to like you know decorations or Christmas stuff or whatever. And yeah. I'm never fast enough to think on my feet about those responses. So she'd be like, "Yes, you're right. I do need two new tools. Can I go out and Can spend another five more? grand?" And yeah, I don't need these are oh, these are old. I need some new ones. Well, and that's just it. Here, a couple of months ago, I was doing some work on the car and I broke a socket, and uh, you know, fortunately. To- craftsman and i went to ace hardware and got me a new socket well i was there i bought a couple more there you go and come home and i was finishing up my project and she happened to see the bag and saw the receipt and noticed that like nothing was free or only one item was free and i was just like yeah oh, that, yeah I that yeah, that one you yeah mm-hmm they jumped in there on their own I, yeah I, they, they just they found their way into the basket honey i don't know how they ended up there yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But say, uh, I, I got a quick car question for sure. you. Sure, let's hear it. Okay, 2015 Nissan Frontier. Okay. Um, I have the digital uh, uh, HVAC system. Okay. Dual zone. Here, this has done this now twice in the last four months, and it has never done it prior to that. Uh, hit the auto button, which when it's on auto, the AC, the face, 
and the fresh air lights come on. Okay. And it comes out of all four of the top uh, vents. Gotcha. So, you know, the safety. All of a sudden here, I pressed the button, uh, hit auto, it came on. It came out of all four vents for about five minutes. And then all of a sudden it just came out of the two outside vents. Mm. It came out of the foot vent. When I was like, what the heck? And I'm kind of looking at it. And I reached over and I hit the button for face and foot. And it came out of everything. I went back and hit just the face button. And I, it came out like normal. And when I hit auto, it started working just fine. And then about a month later, it did it again. Yeah, it's got some glitch going on with the the module that's controlling that HVAC, would be my guess. Okay. I doubt if it's a switch. It, it's a, it's the command side of it yeah, that's not yeah. command. Because all the blend doors, everything's working fine from what you're telling me. So, yeah, it's, it's got yeah. a control issue. Yeah. Feed, maybe yeah, right feedback on the servos. Anything, yeah. yes. Okay. There might be yeah. something that uh, some of the HVAC control systems will basically allow you to do a diagnostic procedure without having a scan tool. Um, the, there's usually, you know, a combination of buttons to press. It's a lot like refrigerators these days. You know, you can reset it with holding down, you know, whatever buttons and, you know, wiggling your toes and whatever happens at the same time. But um, you may just check online to see if there's a procedure for pulling the codes manually um, that are in that unit because okay. it's just like a computer systems these days where, you know, yeah. everything's got codes. Um, and there okay. may even be some test procedures you can run um, that are own. stuff that you can do on your own. Okay. Uh, yeah, I might have to look into that. And like I said, it's only done it twice, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just a glitch. And yeah, I doubt it. If it's it, done it a couple of times, there's something going on there. Yeah. Well, and like I say, it, it normally seems to be working. Like, I've got the AC on right now, and it's, you know, and everything's working perfectly fine. When gotcha. I started it up this morning to leave the house, I hit auto, and, you know, because I had had it off. And, uh, you know, when I hit auto, it kicked on just, just fine, so... Gotcha. All right. Well, that's, I'll, yeah, I'll have to see what I can figure out online if there if there's some way to do a diagnostic on it. Well, and, and so. at, to Jeff's point, there is a unit that controls that, and uh, looking online, that control unit's not very cheap. So, yeah, anything that you could do to go through that on your own, I I would definitely look at. Would it be the head, the part of the head unit that I would be splicing? No, the, the, no, it's it's actually all the unit that's behind that that controls all of the the duct work and so on. Okay. It's basically yeah, it's I, it's I'm, basically the HVAC unit control. I don't know what they call, they call it the head or something along those lines, but uh, uh, it's 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 okay. basically the HVAC unit they call it. Okay. I will have to do some digging. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, and, and I'm with Jeff on that. You may very well find that on your own. Let me know what you find out, Eric. Good luck. Okay, well. Thanks, thanks sir. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to JR in Denver. JR, what's going on, sir? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, JR. Yeah. Uh, on your recommendation, I used to this EPR. I have a 2010 Forerunner. Perfect. And I used it last time. Okay. Did as per direction. Okay. How often are you supposed to use this stuff? On your vehicle, since that's not a direct injection engine, uh, JR, if you did that once a year, you'd be fine. Okay, once a year? Yeah, you'd be fine with and that. Now, it holds seven quarts, but it says uh, up to six quarts, one can of that That's EPR. Fine. Yeah, you're fine. I'm not going to bother anything. You're fine. Okay, with seven. And on the can here now it says what's a GDI? That's that's a, a that's a that's a direct direct injection gas engine is what GDI means. Yep. Gas direct injection is GDI. 
Okay, how about GPF and then it says DPF? Just wondering on that. It's on the can. Uh, the DPF is for diesels. That's that's the DPF Diesel. filter on a diesel. And what was the other one again? The other acronym? GPF. That's on their can. That one I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to look that one up. GPF. I wonder if there's a. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Uh, that one, yeah, right. I, I, I'll, and if, if need be, I can, I can ask uh, our BG rep uh, Chris, but I, I don't know on that one. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's new on the can, I, I suppose. But yeah, oh, okay. So, and then I can use the MOA. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I just looked it up. I can, I can explain this one. Okay. There are, yeah, I didn't think about this. There are certain gas vehicles just like diesels that have a particulate filter on the gas side and not just the diesel side so that means gas particulate filter is what gpf is gonna, i was wondering yes. if that's what you were going to find out yes yeah. so it's okay. very similar to what they use on the diesels but they use it on the on the gas side. and and by the way side note jr i don't know that many vehicles that we have uh, in America that have GPFs. I'll have to look because I, I don't know how many gas particulate filters we actually are running in today's world. I'm not positive. They're they're coming, but I don't know if we have that many on the road today in, in, in America. Yeah, like I said, they just printed a couple of those up at, at GPF. And, and keep in mind, they, they sell that product worldwide. Oh, right. So if, if right. you know, if, in Europe, for example, which gasoline particulate filters are a bigger deal in Europe, they're coming here to the States at some point. Uh, and BG most likely has already got that made to work uh, throughout the world. Okay, on that vehicle I have, that uh, 2010, so uh, when should I change that oil? How, how many miles a year do you drive, JR? I'm sorry. Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe 5,000. Just do it annually. Once a year is fine. Once a year? Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot, then. You are That's very welcome, question. JR. Thanks so much for the phone okay. call. And, yeah, and I'll do some research on the, the GPFs. I, I don't know. You might know this better than I. have heard anything. Have you seen anything even yet on any... No, I, I mean, I've been following, you know, I get all the notifications from ASA and all them, and I've not seen an article pop up even discussing it. So I haven't either. I, so they're very, very, again, they're in Europe, but I have not seen anything in the U.S. yet on those. So yeah. it's on the can probably just because it's it's yeah. applicable to all of those since they use that product yeah. worldwide. I wonder how that's going to go down with the, the discussion about uh, the testing that they did that's saying that uh, tire wear and road wear is actually causing more um, Great question. more uh, emission, if you will, and, emissions. And, and or tailpipes? Than the tailpipes, exactly. Great question. Great question. <laughs> I really hope the tire industry doesn't start getting regulated for their uh, wear emissions. Well, I hope not either because, you know, all the, you know, <laughs> California, now Colorado wants to follow suit here. You know, Governor Polis wants to follow suit with a all-electric vehicle fleet oh, by, God. I think, in Colorado, like 2050, which I, I've got comments I'll make during the week on that one. Let's just say that. But uh, to Jeff's point a moment ago, we've got as much pollution in that coming from the tires and what's on the road and the dust mm -hmm. and the dirt and so on as we do out of the tailpipes. Yeah. Well, so. we're just going to have to replace all the roads with some new product and replace all the tires with our, you know, you know, we're just going to have train rails everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, that, there's the answer. Yeah. And, and all the all-electric fleet can, and, and overlanding can, can tow away. The, uh, the, the, the gasoline generator, diesel yeah, generator gotcha. trailer. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's go. all good. All right, we got lines open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Myself, Jeff Corwin from JC's British and 4x4. We'll be right back here on Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, 
And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Get your unique vehicle insured for what you know it's worth. Paul Lewenberger with American National Insurance gives you the coverage you expect, which means you have the money to replace your vehicle when something goes wrong. Here's a real story from a customer of Paul. A brand new custom vehicle in transport was not strapped on correctly. It fell off the transport vehicle and onto the highway through no fault of the owner. Because he had insured his vehicle with Paul Lewenberger, he filed a claim and replaced the vehicle, no questions asked. In fact, American National Insurance went to bat for him against the transport company to make sure he got the coverage he expected. With any other insurance, that story might have ended very differently. Make sure your unique vehicle is insured correctly so you get the coverage you expect. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewenberger with American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Finally got my paperwork. There we go. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And so uh, we are just talking through the break there. Affordable interest oh. mortgage, by the way. Kurt Rogers, great guy. Uh, Jeff was just yeah, asking. Yeah, you finally got mine. Talk my to Jeff and all that. So. And he's, he is a great guy. So if you need anything when it comes to the mortgage side of the fence, he is our sponsor, by the way, of our call-in line, 303-477-5600. It's the affordable interest mortgage call-in line. Tom and Lakewood, you're up. What's going on, sir? Uh, good morning. Um, question, I have a... Uh, 2000 Chevy truck with a 5.3 and about 180,000 miles on it. When when it's cold and I started, it starts instantly the second I turn that key. After it's heated up, I'll have to turn hold the starter for four or five seconds. Okay. Any check What's engine light on or anything along? Any codes? Any drivability problems once it starts? No. Everything runs great. All right. 
Um, I don't give it. I don't hit the. I don't hit the gas or anything. You know, I just shouldn't have to turn the key. No. Right. Right. No. Right. So here's here's another test you could do to see if we're on the right track diagnostic wise is next time it's warm and you're getting ready to start it like that, Tom, instead of actually starting it, when you turn the key on, turn the key on, let it, yeah. let it sit there for about, I don't know, seven, eight seconds, count to 10, turn it off, yeah. do the same thing again, and then do it one last time, turn it off and do it one last time before you start it and see if it starts up faster. If it does, that's giving us an indication that fuel pumps probably getting weak. Ah, uh, Okay. Okay, because what you're doing when you when you do that cycling of the key and not actually trying to start the vehicle, you're cycling that fuel pump, getting the pressure built up. If then you hit uh -huh. it and fires right up, we kind of know we're on the right track, and that would help a technician know what to do. Yep. Gotcha. All right. My I'll gut feeling is the fuel pressure is probably getting a little bit weak yeah, on it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Pressure drop, maybe yeah. vapor, um, oils of fuel in the in the lines when it's yeah. warm. Uh, that's my gut feeling, Tom. I, I could be wrong. There's lots of things on there that can you know cause something like that. But that's the, the what you're just describing. The most common issue would be what we were just talking about with the fuel pump. Okay, and that's in the tank. That right? one is in the tank. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. And, and uh, you're at, you're 180 k. I mean, honestly, Tom. As a side note, if it were me personally driving something with 180K on a Chevy, knowing it's never had a fuel pump in it, which I doubt it has, I would be well, one to probably have one done, period, just as preventative maintenance, and I would almost guarantee you that problem will go away anyways. Yeah, I actually did a fuel pump about uh, seven or 80,000 miles ago, and it, when it failed, I was right in the middle of an intersection, and it failed. Yeah, and, that's un and it's uncommon for that year to fail that early. I mean, typically those pumps are good for 150, 160K or so. So given the fact, so here's the next question. Do you know what brand of pump they put in its place? I have no idea. It was through the dealer. Okay. It's most oh. likely a GM pump, although if GM runs low on pumps and they don't have one that particular day, they could source one from a parts store just like any other independent shop would be at that point as well. So just because a dealer did it doesn't necessarily mean it was an actual uh, original, you know, they could have used a Delphi pump, but it doesn't mean it was an actual GM pump at that time. True. Yep. Gotcha. All so, right, we'll and and that. by the way, that pressure could be checked when it's hot. Um, and in this case, given you've already put one pump in it, I probably would have it checked and just yep. see what it does. Yep. One good point with all, right. uh, all the all the newer cars, well, newer being like anything you know less than thirty years old, uh, with the in-tank fuel pumps, always good to keep about yeah. a quarter tank or more fuel in the yes, tank. Well uh, the extra fuel levels basically floats around the fuel pump keeps and keeps the fuel pump from war warming up and overheating, yeah. which makes it last longer. It's why the in-tank pumps last as long as they do. Yep, well said. Okay. Thanks, guys. You're very welcome, Tom. Thank you. You know, it's one thing we don't talk much about anymore because it kind of became one of those, you know, how often should you change oil type questions. Mm -hmm. But, yes, those of you that anybody, really, the entire fleet that's on the road today is which an average of about 12 and a half years right now. Yeah, every single vehicle on average that's driving around today keep at least a quarter tank of fuel in it because of what yep. Jeff just said. Because yep. every vehicle that we're talking about has an electric pump. That's right. Hey, unless you've got an older you know, carbureted vehicle, and those of you that have one of those know what you have. Uh, different situation on a carbureted vehicle. Uh, but even then, I mean, the reality is, if you don't want to run out of gas, typically speaking, yep. keep some fuel in it, keep right? Keep some fuel in it. it, it yep. you know, uh, 
just just as a side note, that's what I would be. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. And anyways, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We're about done with this first hour. We got two more full hours coming your way. Any questions for us? We'd love to chat. You can also text us on the text line 307 307-200-8222. You can send us an email as well. Go to drive-radio.com. Send us an email. We'll get your uh, get your question answered that way as well. So back to our question of the day. What would you tell people to change in their driving habits? Or what you know today about driving, what would you tell your 16-year-old self if you could go back in time and tell yourself something about driving? And I was telling Jeff earlier that I... Had very good, uh, my, my father, by the way, was a very good driver, still is. And uh, I was uh, very fortunate to have a very good teacher, not only with driver's ed, but just a good teacher in that. So I, I said earlier what I think I would tell myself again, which is, you know, think twice before you do things. Oh. All right, got a question that came in via text message. Need to replace a serpentine belt. Should I replace the tensioner and idler pulleys as well? The original belt has 188,000 miles on the vehicle. Yes and yes. Yep. Definitely a good idea. Do them all. In fact, in a lot of cases, Jeff, they come in kits now where you can actually buy the belt, the tensioners, and everything in a kit depending upon the vehicle and the engine in it. Yeah, I've seen that. It's obviously a lot more common with timing belt kits that they're going to include all the parts that you need, although half the time they forget to include the water pump. Um, Which it should have, by the way. Yep. Side but, uh, yeah, on the serpentine belts, I've seen a couple kits out there. You you look at the information from the manufacturers of the timing belts, the manufacturers of the of the tensioners, like Gates here in, in Colorado, yep. and they always recommend replacing yep. them. Yep, um, and Gates is sold through Napa. So, again, you could get all those parts, by the way, at Napa. But if you can do that project yourself, go for it. In some cases, that's a lot harder than it actually yep. looks. Yep. And you may want to have somebody actually do that for you. And in some cases, depending upon, I don't have the vehicle in front of me, but in some cases, there are certain vehicles that require some special tools mm-hmm. to actually do those serpentine belt and or tensioners, depending upon the vehicle and the engine. Yep. I'll mention one little pet peeve of, of that whole process is the aftermarket suppliers that decide not to use the same hardware the factory did. Yeah, and then you got to deal with different don't, wrenches. Don't get me and, started on that. Why, yeah. why do they not do it exactly the same I, way? Because they have a bolt on a bin, and they didn't want to go source another bolt. That's I, what I, they do. I, I hate to say, but you're probably correct. Yep. Wouldn't it be easier just to use the original stuff? And, and by the way, just a side note, I've always been one of these where if, you, if, if you've got a, a, a part like that that comes and it's got new hardware with it, but you can take the old hardware that you had and reuse it, and there's nothing wrong with it, put the new bolts in the bin and reuse the old stuff that's all the same that was on the vehicle and go for it. Yep. As long as it's not any of that, you know, disposable hardware, you got to watch right. out for the whole torque the, to yield stretch stuff. stuff yes, stretch yeah. stuff. But on a on a pulley bolt, things like that, typically that's not the case. And yeah, I would be one yep. to just use the the factory stuff if it were me. So, all right, we got a call coming in. Hang tight. We'll get you at the top of the hour. We're going to take a quick break and come back. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and four x four with me today. Question of the day: What would you tell people to change in their driving habits? Or if you could go back in time and tell your sixteen year old self what to change in the way you drive? What would that be? We'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Myself, Jeff Corman from JC's British and 4x4. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.